Hello. Welcome to this episode of The Psychic Wives. I'm Ginger Hendry. I'm Kathy Rumsey. And I'm Jerry Carlman. And we are really excited today. We have a guest with us, uh, Nancy Smith. And we, Nancy Smith is, is a medium and does a lot of different things. We're going to introduce her and she can tell us all about it. Uh, today we wanted to talk um, particularly about the Akashic Records, which we've done a little bit of talking about. Um, but Nancy has a lot of background in Akashic Records and we have a lot of questions. So welcome, Nancy. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we're thrilled. So uh, could you just, just take a minute and introduce yourself and just tell people what it is that you do? Sure. Um, well, so I'm Nancy Smith, and I have, um, because my name is Nancy Smith, and there's thousands of us, I have, uh, my work is called Angelscapes. So you can find me on angelscapes.net. But whenever anyone looks for me, they look for Angelscapes, and they find me much better. But anyway, what I do is um, I'm a medium. I'm, I'm a strong intuitive. I've always worked from the soul's um, point of view. I've been also an artist. So in my mediumship work, from the very beginning, from the get-go, I've been able to draw what I see. Uh, from the, and, and when I first began to see things, I drew symbolic, allegorical images and then eventually moved over to drawing faces. Um, and most of, for the most part, recognizable for this, you know, I'll bring somebody through and um, then I'll start sketching and they'll say, yeah, that guy, that's the right nose. That's the right look at the eyes and stuff like that. And it's, it's a great way of mediumship work. It's about showing um, people that, that we do continue on after the change called death. But when I can actually capture their picture, I've never seen them before ever. Um, it's really exciting, really, really exciting. So that helped a lot in my readings. I think that's really cool. Now, how did you get into the Akashic Records? We're going to uh, have you explain what the Akashic Records are and the impact and strength of that. But how did you move from, do you start with mediumship? Well, no, I did not start with mediumship at all. I started with, um, I didn't even know what it was. I, I just was seeing things, feeling things, and telling people stuff that really made sense to them. And um, as I began to navigate of where what was psychic, what was soul reading, what was mediumship, I didn't even know a darn thing. Um, I, I felt like where I was getting the information was from their soul or their soul guidance or guides. <clears throat> so um, I never saw myself as a really strong psychic, but I can hear what um, or sense or feel or see what the higher power is wanting to say for guidance. So that's, that was that. And then um, eventually I studied Reiki, I started, I studied energy healing and started to understand the different levels of things. It wasn't until a few years later that I met it with the spiritualist churches, got some training in mediumship. And then the, then the skills for the mediumship changed and came in. So again, it was, I was still communicating with another intelligence, another higher power. And uh, <clears throat> so if you were to come up to me and say um, something like, uh, you know, is he cheating on me? I'm like, or, or what's going to happen? I'm like, I, it's really, so I'm like, I don't know. But if I, to blend in with your soul, um, which is where the Akasha comes from. So then I was like studying different religions, different mysticism, mystical things, because where's this stuff coming from? I ran into the Akashic Records. And, and, and it's an organ to me, it's an organizational principle um, of what I was already doing. And um, I studied a little bit with um, Linda Howe, uh, with Christina Cross. I hope it's okay to mention names. And yep. then, and then I, I 
but, but the shamanistic work that I was doing began to integrate into the Akashic Records. And then the, the, I did some Theta healing training and that integrated into the Akashic Records. So I found that the Akashic Records is the source, the name for source, this name for energy. It's kind of like calling all tissue Kleenex, right? Yeah. I say that with other analogy. That's such a great analogy. That is so good. <laughs> Well, I love, Nancy, how you said that, you know, that you probably were already connecting in the Akasha without recognizing that you were connecting that way. Um, Because if you do any type of Akasha training, let's say, with with somebody, you learn sort of how to open that. So you were able to go in without, I know you you did study with Linda Howe, um, and you, I'm, I assume you use the pathway prayer at that point, but you were already getting that info anyway. Yeah, correct. And I, and I, and with all the respect of her process and what, because I learned it through Christina Cross and her process, my guides were saying, you know how to do this by yourself. And I was getting pushed to understand the principle behind connecting. So in, in my work and in, in, in how I teach other people and in, in what I write in my book is that there's a process of connecting for everyone. And you can write your own pathway in as long as you understand what the energetic process is, which is setting intention and being available in the present moment and trusting source and, and allowing yourself to know where you end and allow where source be, begins. Well, 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 source never it's inside itself, but you know your mind where your ego right. is and then and you go beyond that and the training in mediumship was really strengthened my connection to the akasha because it's it's an intelligent infinite intelligence love and light that we're connecting to through the akasha the thing of it is with akasha is it's an energy source our god um is source which is both male female and all things is an energy of love and um, unconditional divine love, and it's not human. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 a so that's why we have all these angelic beings that help us. That's why our loved ones who uh, in mediumship have gone before us help us, because the inter to the interpretation of the energy, the energy will flow through me. I will feel it, but it takes like a little bit of time for it to turn into language and and an understanding, and then. We have our own cultures. We have our own belief systems. So trust me, when I'm sitting with somebody across from me, they have their whole universe, their whole belief systems, their whole world. I don't know what it is. So I have to go to the Akasha, which has recorded everything that they think and, and believe. And I go to their guides who understand the, and can interact with them on a personal level. And they explain it to me. And then I can explain what they need to know and what they need to see. Um, I'm not, so I'm not getting it psychically. I have a whole team that's connecting and, and blending in with me uh, I physically. Love what, I love what you, two things. I, I love what you said about it being your own path um, because we've all, you know, Kathy Ginger and I have all, you know, studied under people and they teach you, this is how I do it. Right. But then as you move forward, you take bits and pieces from your different studies and it kind of morphs into your own thing. So I think that's a really um, big piece that I like people to get. Um, is that it doesn't have to be, uh, 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 you know, you have to allow it to expand in the right. way it needs to expand for you. And could you, you kind of touched on a little bit, for those who didn't see the first Akashic Record recording that we did, could you give just a basic 
uh, oh, yeah. description of what the Akashic records, do you know what I'm saying guys? Because yeah. I know like yes. some people, we, did, we started at the basics when we did the first one. And now for those who didn't see it, maybe just a oh, little. Yeah, fill in. Definitely a point, point of reference. So Akasha is it a sin, Akasha is a Sanskrit word for energy or source. So the Akashic field of energy is what, what, what I call, or the Akasha, going to the field, going to source, going to God. Um, and, and I'm not talking about masculine, feminine God. I'm calling God equals source to me. So that's Akasha. So within the Akasha field of energy, God's mind, God's heart, God's love, is like a little library that is filled with everything that's ever been created ever. And so you could go into that library and reference. It's like a ginormous, think of a ginormous library bigger than Saturn or Jupiter. And um, so within there is your soul's progression through space and time. It, so, so you have a, a non-personal record uh, that talks about your, what your soul has been going through for eons and what it wants to learn. And then it has a personal record of what you're meant to do in this lifetime or what your talents, what your gifts, we're meant to do whatever we want to, we have free will, but your talents, your gifts, and also what your soul's inclinations are. So when um, I access your personal Akashic records through your name, through your vibration, I go to the place, I am led by the librarians of the Akasha right to the place that you need to know and and you need to um, understand and here's the little thing um for people to understand because this is really cool um because of what you ask me you're 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 helping direct me of what you want me to see when i go to the library so then i can ask the librarian of the akasha records to say and she wants to know where she was you know last <laughs> lifetime or or you know or, or things like that or she he she need had understanding of why certain things happen in their life all the time. And so the librarians, as well as the guides, um, will collect this information in a packet that is understandable, as, a pl as opposed to having the whole pie or, or 16 pies in front of you, you go right to the piece. So it's more like a, like a Google search on... Yes, yeah, it's a cost little, search. You know, so somebody Perfect. could come to you Perfect. with an issue, like, or a behavior or an emotion yeah. that keeps popping up or, or something like yeah. that. Correct. Correct. And they, yes. And my, actually my strength is um, um, belief systems and emotions and stuck in some pile of hoo-ha. And, and, and I, and I don't know, for some reason I, I, that's my strength. However, I also, um, you can ask, um, so what, what planet did my soul originate on or where is my um, sensitivities? Why am I sensitive towards this stuff? Why is, or, um, you know, you can, every one of us just went, ooh, I wonder what planet. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. And I don't think, yeah, it's like, what, this this planet isn't working for me. Yeah. So, the, and then also, um, you can, be, so other things that you can open and ask questions for, because we are members of a club, United States of America, say you're paying taxes and you're citizens, you can open up the records of any part of the government that you want and try and get to an understanding of that. And um, that's wow. very underutilized. And then another piece you can, you own, you, you're, you own your home. Uh, you, what, is, what are the records of my home? What are the records of this land? Um, oh, wow. Sometimes I'll open up the records and um, like this, this, I don't necessarily talk about hauntings and stuff like that, but there can be energetic imprints on the land that the Akasha knows about. And, and that would come into an understanding around, but I, I can't open up, um, 
like for instance, I can't open up a child's records, but I can open up the parents' records to understand what is the relationship and the agreement between soul to soul that that parent has made in bringing that child into the world. And so, oh my God, those are phenomenal readings. Could you open up an animal's record? Yeah, uh, through the through the owner. Through the owner. And yeah. through the owner. And um, I find that. Um, where that is very important to have permission because knowing what's in your records is a conscious place of responsibility. I can um, feel a sense of what needs to happen like in a healing energy where uh, say something is out of balance in somebody and they're trying to they're try they're struggling with this out of balance. I could feel where the out of balance is and with the help of the guides and source, I can recognize where they need to connect so I can uh, or where they need to bring themselves into balance or where their soul or their spirit or their body needs some kind of healing. And so I can sense it. I, and uh, I can, I can help that. I can influence it. We all have to heal ourselves. Let me just say this right now. We all know whoever does Reiki or energy, we have to heal ourselves, but through the records, we can come into pieces of information that will influence the healing that will empower a person to say, Oh, that, yeah, that, see what I'm saying? So, so that was a great example that you said of using your different, your different personal things that you've learned, yeah. you know, on the, the person where they need the area where they need healing and, and stuff like that. Are your readings done live? Yes, I try. I do, yeah, definitely. You do the readings live and um, Zoom works, you know, we have the COVID thing going on, but actually since I've been reading more and more for people outside of the state or too far to drive, Zoom works really, really well. Phone works just as powerful. You know, I, I do my best to record things. Technology is my friend. And um, that kind whoever of thing. has problems with technology? Well, I do love that you would do are doing that uh, kind of work over the phone and Zoom. I mean, everybody is now today, but that's how Kathy, Jerry, and I have done our work. That's how we learned yeah. to, to do our work. Oh, okay. So. Um, you know, we're all pretty comfortable uh, connecting that way. And I think people are much more used to it now. Yeah, but let me ask, ask you, Nancy, about the trust, because you have so many different, uh, I'll call them modalities, but opportunities to bring in information. So how did you learn to trust yourself? Because that seems to be at the crux of everything. Oh, like we, we've all taught yeah. classes in animal communication yeah. in particular, and it's tough to, to be able to trust yourself. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I teach an art intensive class where I'm teaching artists to um, blend in with spirit visually. So, so, so I'm just going to use that as an example. So artist has maybe possibly training, has learned how to draw a certain way, has used mixed colors or has a medium like pastels, pastels or um, acrylic or oils or just pencil. So, you, so you've learned it. So I, I since I'm an artist, I see it. So you've learned it and you have your go-to method of how you create your artwork. And now you want, you feel spirit um, waking you up you, you want, and you want to have your artwork re represent spirit. So now you're becoming a medium to spirit through what you already know, through your drawing, through your techniques. So in knowing your techniques and knowing this is what I do so well, sometimes spirits say, I want you to push it here. So you kind of know what you're strong at and where you're, but spirit will say, move past. And then when you feel like you're moving past what you already know, you're with spirit. You're, mm -hmm. you're with that. So, so in a mediumship tradition in, or intuition or anything, understanding yourself, where your foibles are, where your beliefs are, and then um, accepting them and then knowing there is intelligence beyond what I know. And then you find yourself slipping into 
knowing something that you didn't know before. That's when you know you're with spirit. When you're in reaction to what you're getting and you want to make a story out of it, you're with you. Take a deep breath, let it go, and, mm-hmm. and, let, and let it flow. Um, when I take somebody on an Akashic journey, for instance, um, and it's not hypnosis because some people just don't do hypnosis, so I take them through a visual journey. I can feel that they shifted into a memory of a past life or shifted into a knowing of their soul when I say to them, um, look at the weather. What is the weather like? It seems like it's freezing cold rain. They say, no, I'm on a beach and it's hot and sunny. So then I know that they're in. Do you you Uh, see what I'm saying? They recognize something and they know it. And there's no real reason why they could, there's no movie playing. So do you see? So, um, so the trust comes with trusting yourself and knowing yourself and then having faith in spirit and God. And there's a whole lot of tips and tricks to, to that. Yeah, it's interesting what you just said, because the caveat reminds me of, because Kathy and I both trained with Dr. Brian Weiss in past life regression, mm-hmm. and how they would be in, you would be talking to them, and what is the weather like, or what are your shoes look like, or what are you, so it feels like there's like that coming into it as, as well. Right, right. Yeah. Some, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, there's, I mean, these modalities are so, when you get down to talking to spirit, they're all the same. They are all connected. Yeah. Um, I just want to throw something in. This is my like hot button here. So we learn under teachers. We learn under so many brilliant, smart people. And the concept, as I learned in my shamanic practice, is to go beyond the teacher or go to a place where you could actually let the teacher go because you've internalized and integrated what they taught. And that's when you're really with your soul. That's when you're really with spirit. And you know you've integrated it. There's always more to learn. But when we put somebody, a teacher, in front of us, in between our soul and our knowing and source, we it's things get confused and and but when we use what we've learned to to make ourselves whole or heal ourselves or become powerful within ourselves that's when we move everything out of the way and we have a direct alignment to our soul and ourselves and that's the purpose that's our soul purpose if you if anyone were to ask me so why am i here to know who you are and, and integrate with source and to and to understand that fully so that's my soapbox thing i'll get off it but uh, <laughs> no, I, love no, I love that I do too. It's interesting you said that because I had a reading with you, Nancy, a few months ago. That was awesome. And one of the things that you said, which was so interesting, we we sort of talked about this subject is my move into mediumship um, and that you saw that I got my information mediumistically, which I hadn't really thought of that um, in in that framework. And then um, within, you know, days after that, while I was doing animal communication reading and I had, I started to have people come in to my readings um and not every not every reading but enough that I was able to um say to the person I don't typically do this but if you want I will try to do this the same way that I connect with animals and I was able to get some pretty good information um but one of the things that you did say to me was the same thing like don't if you're gonna move forward you already know how to do this don't have somebody teach you what they think the right way is do the way that that you know it comes naturally, let's say. And that was really helpful for me because sometimes we don't trust ourselves and we think we need to go to this person so they can teach us how to do it. Um, And then if you don't do it in the same way or you don't get the same info that person is teaching you, then you feel like I'm not getting it. I'm not doing it as opposed to I have a different way. I'm getting the same info in a different way. Exactly. Because you're you. You're you. And um, you have your strengths and your abilities and you have your God-given gifts. And if somebody's going to talk you out of using your God-given gifts because they're using their God-given gifts, what's the point? Like, okay, right. you know, we, we've got a problem here. We've got a disconnect. Um, 
so but, yeah but there, are, but there are good teachers who oh, say yeah. take what works for you and leave the rest right <laughs> yes because yes. i've learned you know i always refer to them as tips and tricks and you know not tricks in the that sense of the word but just here's how to you know get a name and i you know what what can you visualize just different ideas things to think about some stuff works for me some stuff doesn't yeah and i think a lot of if you go into different mediumship teachers they'll they have um realized that and uh you know, you know you, you have to so you've got the first beginner where you say okay here's how you get out of your own way which is pretty this much the same for everybody here's how you get out of your own way here's how you learn how to trust yourself here's how you learn how to trust spirit and then um well you'll see the teacher say you know did you see where you just went did you, did you see that you just went into that fear? So, or did you see that you blocked such and such? Or did you see there was so much information there and you just stayed in the little corner over here, you can go further. And so, so those things are so, so important to have somebody see that, know that and, and push you. Um, but when um, I had the, something said, somebody said to me years ago, that when it, your mother comes in, it's always on your left. When your father comes in, it's on your right. When it's family, it's around you. But then when it's not family, it's over here. And I'm like, I don't see that because I see them everywhere. Mm. And uh, they, they, and then so I asked spirits, show me an organizational principle that I can have so I recognize where you are in the family and the relationship to this person. So they gave me a bullseye. And um, and the closer you, the bullseye got to the, they, the closer they okay, the person is the center of the bullseye. And the closer they are to the center, the more either close friend, a lover, or, a, you know, mom or dad. And then they go out. And sometimes, you know, um, mom could be in the outer realm because mom didn't raise you. Somebody else raised you. Mm -hmm. so, so that helps me to understand the relationship. I'm bringing forward mom, but you're not close, but I'm bringing forward a mother energy, not biological mom, but she's standing right next to you just like she's your mom. And if and I describe their grandmother, and they say you got it, yeah. and so that's how I help. That helps me with accuracy. So, but nobody told me how to do that. They just said I just got the impression I need to know where these people are related and how do I do that. And I ask my guides. See, I love mm. that too because it's like I've been taught that way too. Like, okay, whatever, and I'm I'm mixing them up. But you know, yeah. female sign over here, male sign over here, and it never works that way for me. It's just like, uh, no, it just that's yeah. just not how I receive it. So I love what you just said about, and I, and, and I have struggled with that, but now like I just ask, tell me, you know, give me a symbol for this. Give me, you know, yeah. give me my, the best, my way. And we've talked about this before. We all receive information in different ways and we, we receive it in a way that is easiest for, for us. I get a lot of information from movies awesome like, yeah you know yeah. weird movies or something but i'll know like they'll show me this one character and i'll be like oh okay so this person is like ducky from pretty in pink or you know what i mean yeah. like something stupid like that um, and you can describe them ducky's personality and the hair yeah. was a little this uh, and you don't say ducky but you describe what ducky exactly. means to you yeah and you go, yeah how'd you know yeah. like i'm not telling you but important for listeners to get that you know, we, you know, when we were teaching, uh, the three of us would be, you know, teaching animal communication students. And sometimes people would be like, I want to get it the way she gets it. Right. You know, like the grass is always greener or something like that. Like, that's really cool the way this person gets that information. Yeah. And it's like, you get the information in the way that you are 
best able to pass it on. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your, your personality, your sensitivity. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. If you're not with you, gosh, you know, that makes it so, so hard. But I want to add something why that's important. And this is something I've been really, since COVID, I've been really, really diving into this. Why do we get the things the way that we do? What's the purpose of being different? Because we're all individuals and stuff. But I also feel that by accepting how you get things and really loving the way that you have your relationship with spirit, it's, it's got to be an intimate, loving, caring relationship because they're really going on the line here to do this work. We find out we have total access as to why we're doing the work, what our mission is, what's, what is the motivation, what is behind what, we're, what we are bringing to people around us from spirit and i think that um and, and sometimes when i teach my um and you guys probably know this animal communication and mediumship students why are you doing this do you know why you're doing this well because i want to be a medium and read for people i'm like no what is your process and by learning your process what is the point of this where are you standing with spirit? What, why are you doing this? And everyone has a different reason why they're doing this. Um, and I'm not saying why to, to pull yourself apart. I'm saying why to stand on your own platform and to know that um, when somebody comes towards me and wants me to do X, Y, and Z, I'm like, well, here's where I, you know, here's my strength and here's where I have to offer it. And so I keep, I manage my work into where I'm strong and I don't let people take me out into Timbuktu. It's like, if this, if this is what you want to work with, you're with the right person. Um, but if somebody wanted me to psychic spy on, on somebody they were dating, and I'm like, that is not what I do. But I'm paying you to do that. I'm like, no, that's not what you're paying me to do. Yeah, that permission thing um, yeah. is, is kind of a big deal. <laughs> Oh yeah, like we want our cheat codes. Where's the cheat sheet? Tell me, uh, you know. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I have a friend that um, is like, I, I'm just kind of starting to feel my way through this and can you help me a little bit? And she's a very good friend. And so we were uh, on the phone and I was giving her, you know, like just, you know, my tips, uh, like what Kathy said, because I always say tips and tricks and then I like pull back on the tricks because it sounds mm -hmm. like tricky well, yeah. or whatever. The heck <laughs> like a magician or something, like, yeah. You know, um, and, and I said, you, you, you got to find your own. And we were talking and she did really, really well. And she's like, how do I practice? And I said, you know, I gave her permission. You can practice on me anytime. You can practice on me and then text me anytime. What you can't do is go sit in a mall and practice on somebody that walks by, right. you know, like, you know, connecting without permission or something that kind of, that's kind of like a, a big deal with, with some of us, you know what I mean? Well, well connecting without a pathway to that, that you know that you're with that person, somebody could be walking by in the mall and you think you're connecting with them. You could be connecting with something totally different and yeah. you don't know this. What about protection here, guys? Yeah. You know, what, what about uh, spiritual hygiene kind of thing? Which is what, which I think the permission is part of per, uh, spiritual hygiene yeah. because you, you have the pathway. And remember I said with the records, um, somebody will ask me a specific thing and I work with the librarians of the records. I work with their guides, my guides, and we go to a specific place. Think of how big that library is. And you're connecting in with this woman walking by and all of a sudden you get the man at the other end of the hallway who's really lonely and would love for somebody to pay attention to him. So you got a little bit of energy manipulation going on and you have no idea that that's happening. So you yeah. go home tired and frustrated and anxious. It's like, hey, that's not the right idea. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Total sense. Yeah. Total sense.
Yeah. So let's just talk a minute about the strength of um, particularly working in the records. So if I, if I come to you with a situation, um, let's say I'm not getting along with my spouse or my child or, or, or that kind of thing. When you go into the records, are you looking for, I mean, I, it sounds like whatever comes to you comes to you, but are you looking for what might be, uh, let's say, a, um, a pattern of behavior? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like a, a yeah. set of beliefs that are holding yeah. you in the same space? Yeah. Do you know so what, what I mean? Oh, that's a perfect, I love that question because there's this a whole, um, what I look for is your relationship to yourself first. What is your pattern? Where do you, what's your go-to place when you have conflict? And then, I don't know. So I'll ask them. And then, I, and then I'll ask, what is the contract that you made with your husband? Let's, let's just say your husband. And what is the contract that you made with your husband? So we'll look at that. So are you inter misinterpreting that contract or are you letting him get away with stuff? Like you, say you, you and your husband came together. I'm just making this up. Ginger has nothing to do with you. So your husband has to learn responsibility in relationships and communication. And you're a bunch of caretaker and you're learning to have, be independent and, makes, and keep somebody responsible on their own things. In the meantime, you've fallen into all your bad behaviors. You're taking care of everything. You're even reading his mind to know what he needs and what he feels. And he's not being responsible for how he feels and where he is in the world. Okay, so you just forgot to do your contract. Right. So, so, so wait a minute. Um, and then we talk about skills uh, for your healing, your balancing and how you can manage based on your contract. Now I'm not getting into his space. I'm getting into what you've agreed to. So, yep. And so he needs to come to me for his side of the story, which is going to be a little bit different than your side of the story. So I, I deal with your side of the street and how it impacts you. A lot of times with parents with young kids, which I have a blast uh, my favorite one is they got the kid that can't They Oh my God, what do I do with this kid? He's just out <laughs> of control. And, and so I will through the parent, I, I get a lot of information through the agreement they made with this, this soul coming through. And the purpose of the crazy behavior is it you're, he's allergic to food. Is it that he has incredible power? Let's say he's a little bit of an Aries fighter kind of guy, and he's going to really need to learn to focus that intense energy in a positive way towards his in relationships, family, and then he's going to end up being, who knows, maybe he's a fighter pilot. And he's meant to be, you know, a leader like that. And so you don't want to thwart, or maybe the, the um, this read for somebody who's um, had a little girl who sang all the time. And if you weren't listening to her, she sang even louder. And she's like, oh my God, I'm going to die. So um, I, I, I said, and so we went into the relationship that this person was having with this little girl and what her contract with the little girl was. It was to teach her to use her voice to help other people or to communicate with other people and um, to recognize her relationship with her voice and her singing and how it helps other people. She had no idea. She's like a little thing. She doesn't know. But what was happening is she was being told, you just pipe down. Will you just come on? Uh, yeah. And so she was feeling, um, she was actually having um, throat infections, chronic throat infections. And, and uh, so we went, how we did that is, is we went into um, the, the um, through the records through, through this person who was related to her and she was able to see the, the throat infection and where, what was happening and where it was coming from. And so we got all that information from the energy around her throat. Wow. It was, so it was, cool. It's terrific. And so um, 
Uh, it was just, I was in tears because um, can you imagine having, um, and I, so I'm not trying to make it big, but can you imagine having this for every young parent or every grandparent? I know. You know, here's what this child is trying to experience, and this is what they're going to end up doing. And you just have the blueprint, you have the map, you know. I was like so excited. And so you can, <clears throat> having young adults as children, I would really love that. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Even now. <laughs> I know. I know. Exactly. Don't to know how it works out. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. Or their 30s. I still, my kids are in my, their 30s, and I'm like, oh my God, I have no clue. <laughs> I feel like I can't do anything right for these kids. What on earth? That's great. Oh, I love so that's that. That's a really cool thing because, my God, if you could then shift as a parent, and I don't have kids, so, but if you could then shift your behavior around them and maybe choose different words other than pipe down, pipe right. down, pipe down. Right. You get the same result you're hoping for. Yeah, and you got, but the kid is not, yeah, you got the balance and you, you just showed the kid how much you love them. Yeah. It's very Funny, I was in a mediumship circle a couple of months ago and uh, someone was practicing on me um, and I think she connected with my grandmother or something and my grandmother wanted to get a message across to me and my husband about my son who's 21, has Asperger's syndrome. So it's, you know, my husband has struggled since he was a little kid. And she said, you know, kind of like, it won't be a smooth road, but he'll, he'll find, he'll find what he loves and he'll, he'll be great. My husband, I mean, this was months ago. My husband just this morning was like having a little anxiety about, is he taking the right class? You know, did he sign up for the right classes in college next semester? I, you know, and he's just trying to control something. Yeah. <laughs> And he said, can you remind me what she told you in that reading you did? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, that's awesome. oh lovely. It's lovely. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. He was like, I need yeah. to remember that, that, you know. He will find his way. Because I can only imagine how your husband must be feeling protective and scared for him for his future. Right. Yeah. Well, I could just, yeah. But I it doesn't come it. across yeah. that way, right? Right. It doesn't come across right. that way to my son. My son sees it in a different in a different way. He yeah. says, sees it as I'm not good enough for you. Right. Right. And that's totally not what's going on. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. No. no. So there's Probably. that thing that we just said, if we could, we, if we do this and then learn how to say it maybe in a different way, yeah. as opposed to pipe down or, or yeah. Um, yeah. So I totally agree with what yeah. you said about, can you imagine if no, no, yeah. did this? Right. Well, there's another piece to this because you got to find out where your wound is. You have to find out where right. your hot spot just, is, what your yeah. trigger is. Cause you're so going into your husband, I'm trying not to go into his business, but going into your husband is uh, a male's, a, a man's place in life is X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And your son probably will do Q, P and L. And your husband cannot relate to it, but there's such a trigger inside of him to say, how will he thrive in life? Because this is the rules I had to follow. And now your husband's got to take a look at the fact that I never liked those rules to begin with, but that's the only thing I know how to teach. And so that's he why I was that all the time. Yeah. I, so, I don't like oh it. I, I wish I hadn't had to experience it, but I don't know any different. This is what I know to do. So you know? guess so guess what your son is teaching him to do. Oh, do it different. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I, right. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. 
Your son is giving your husband, his dad, permission to have a free, happy life. Right. Isn't that cool? It is. Well, I love taking a look at where you are in it as well um, to see, am I stepping on somebody else's path? Am I imposing what you just said, what I know to be my truth to somebody else? I mean, I, I love understanding maybe what the contract is between you and your child or you and your spouse or, you know, whatever the issue is. So you understand what you came in to do and maybe I'm not doing it <laughs> or maybe I'm doing it in a different way and it's not working out well. So I, I love that piece of it. Yeah, good. Or maybe what you think you should be doing, you don't have to worry about that at all. It's just too much work. But right. He'll find his own way. He'll find his path. You just are opening the door for him to be able to explore or something like that. And I know I laugh because my I have a son who's thirty, and when he was younger, my husband and I go crazy because we would say he's just flying by the seat of his pants. But yet everything ended up working out for him. And at one point, I said that to him. I said, you know, you need to get this done. And I wanted him to get a job before he went off to college to put some money away. And he said to me, "Mom, everything and uh, how do you say it? Um, everything works out the way it's supposed to be. It'll all work out fine." And he had no. <laughs> like problem with it. And I'm like type A, he's type B. And I was so stressed. And about two days later, he called me from a party. And he said, Hey, I just got a job. Uh, and I said, well, how, how'd you get the job? And he said, remember, so and so she works, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he ended up getting a job while he was at a party. Right. Um, it, it's so funny, because I follow the law of attraction. And I, I've gone to a ton of, you know, I'm very much into the law of attraction. I've gone to a ton of like, conferences and stuff like that and and I get downloads and I listen to them all the time and there's there's always parents that are on like you know how do I make my child do blah 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 and the answer is always like you don't you 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 can only do you do you know what I mean and you have to let them so that's a great example right there what oh you just God, said Ginger yeah. of and and the fact that he at that age is like everything's always working out like a lot of parents would be like, ah, you know, I would be, yeah, what do you, have yeah. To do, you know, yeah. and how great is it that everything is working out and look at where he is now. I mean, gee, you know, I mean, with a lot less angst than I had over it. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, super cool. I can totally relate to that being a mom and being someone I, I feel like sometimes my personality, I'm like not an A type but I try to do a lot of things in my life because I'm more creative and then I get more too many things on my plate and I can't finish it. And then I wish, then I wish I was an A type. <laughs> I can get it all done. And I make myself insane and I forget to go to my soul and to source to say, okay, uh, like I'm out of control with this creativity. Um, what's next? What do I do? And, and get the guidance and then trust that the guidance and the resources are coming. And um, I'm so like, I don't want you anyone to think that just because I'm doing what I'm doing, I don't have life lessons, right? I mean, I right. remember getting a Reiki master and I had a really hard time getting to my Reiki master level because I thought I wasn't ready. And finally, I just did it. And I told the Reiki teacher, I said, I thought that I'd have to be a further head in my life before I could do Reiki mastery because I still have anxiety. I still have all this. She burst into, she was laughing so hard. She was, <laughs> tears were coming out of her eyes. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> go on just go on your path and uh, yeah and don't you think that some people think that way too that people like us are supposed to be you know perfect or oh, yeah. you, you know what i mean like yeah. at this, like yeah. oh 
like and it's oh like, yeah you get oh. that thrown at you have you ever had it thrown at you like yeah. well if you're so blah blah why are you having this trouble in your life like yeah. uh, you know yeah. i'm like well, what since when did i stop being human what's wrong with yeah. you yeah. you know kind of thing but but on the other hand you get to be a beautiful example of being human yeah. and trusting spirit and going on your path anyway you just so i don't know i get i get what you're saying i i fail pretty much all those tests people are so disappointed in me <laughs> <laughs> well i think that i always have always thought of myself as a type a till i started doing more of this work and now i don't think i really was a type a i think i really came from a place of um fear yeah fear and anxiety mm -hmm. and you know wanting things to go a certain way and fearful that they might not and now i feel more at peace with that so i was just joking with a friend the other day it used to be like this has to be perfect and now it's like yeah that's good enough <laughs> don't you think, ginger that maybe also like our corporate backgrounds have something yes that oh, with yeah. that as well you know you go to you graduate high school you go to college for four years and you get out and you get a job and you're like bah, 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 you know like, right uh, yeah and then the job you got to survive the job right and, you gotta and then if you don't survive the job you're a failure Right. With, right. Without realizing, well, what a way somebody else yeah. tells you that you had to do it. And, right. And it's kind of cutthroat, and rah, you know, yeah. and, right. yeah. and you hate it. And yeah. 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 But now you, you've all sounds like all three of you have found the courage to, to do life differently. We have, we have, I think. Oh, and, uh, just did right there. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and found, you know, the ability to more trust, I think, in ourselves, which um, I'm not sure I had a lot of um, that way. You know, you always, when you're in that, that kind of a, a sort of a rat race that Jerry was talking about, you're always looking outside for validation right. and for confirmation right. because there are other people that you are accountable to. Um, doing this work, you know, it really does require you to be much more reflective, not just because you're intuitive, but, you know, because you have to sort of find your own path and you're the right. only person that can validate or right. confirm that you're doing it the way that needs to be done. Exactly. I think yes. in that validation, and this speaks a little bit to um, Kathy's husband and son, is this is the way, like for me, that's what you were expected to do, go to college for four years and then a, get a corporate job of some sort. So there's the validation to parents in, in, you know, yet, like, yes, you're looking for that validation within that corporate world, bosses and whatever, but then that validation, at least for me, it was from parents. Mm. Like, this is mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. where you grew up or society around you mm -hmm. or what everybody mm -hmm. else was doing or, or something yeah. like that. So is that what it is? We've, for, we've let go of needing validation. I know that's not true for me. No, I need validation all the time. Yeah. I, I, I have a, it's just something I want to throw out there just being, um, so I was corporate person and then um, my, my ex-husband and I had a business together and I had, had always been working on serving the other person, right? And, and then taking those corporate values into what I do. And then um, the business was ended and the divorce happened and I made a commitment to do this work that I'm doing now scared I'm, I'm just scared myself half to death doing it what am i thinking about but i've applied what i know from my working world into the business and it's not working so i mean and so this year has been especially with COVID, a huge like reorging of my head to be aligned more with spirit and less with the rules that i brought into the business so mm. um 
So, and I realized that who I'm serving, this is a big thing. This, this is a big thing the past eight months. Who am I serving? I am not serving my customer. I am serving the soul of my customer. I am serving spirit. And um, saying that out loud when they're writing the check is uh, a challenge. But on the other hand, if I serve them, we get into that same power struggle. But if I'm, when, I'm, when I'm aligned with my soul and with spirit, good things happen. And I'm telling yeah. you, trust is, you know, like white knuckling it until I get into the, the, um, the um, flow of it. The flow, that's the um, part of the um, law of attraction is that you allow yourself to go into the flow. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I like what you said, because I think before, um, uh, Kathy and I were both in, I, I'm not in the program anymore, but a uh, mentoring program with a medium. And um, that was one of the first things, right, Kathy, that Joe kind of put out there was, who are you serving? You're ser serving spirit. And, and for me, it was like, oh, it, it, that was a little bit, huh. Um, and it made sense to me, but I'd, I, I had never said it out loud because of course you're like, this person is writing a check. And so I'm serving that person. Right. Just like you said. Um, yeah. But I thought that was that, that was a click for me yeah. Good yeah, yeah for me when he said that and when i when i realized wow yeah that makes sense well i think there's a click for me with you just saying that too nancy because before i do any reading i do say um you know spirit let me serve and and and, and that is the heart and where i'm coming from um but i don't think of it unless i'm doing a reading like i don't get up in the morning and right. make that connection i it's I, I see it as my work. I, I hadn't really thought about that until you just said that. I mean, I think it'd be as part of my, my daily practice to be more connected that way in all I do, not just yeah. in my work. And that's what, all yeah, all you do. Yeah, that is huge. That is huge. And that, that's what came home to me really hard in starting this business full time. Um, it's like you cannot do it the old way. You have to do it a new way. And then and one foundation block has been, kicked out from under me after another but then enough but then the, the foundation of spirit comes and replaces it and and it's it's nerve-wracking i want to say yes. <laughs> it's, full of, it's full of grace but it's nerve-wracking yes so I, i'm just saying that to encourage anyone who's listening or who wants to do a more spiritual life the spirituality goes into all the pieces right and um into all the pieces of your life into your relationships into your um what you cup of tea you make in the morning, you know. Gosh, I really like that you said that, Ginger. Like that is a yeah. Waking up in the morning and not just in a reading, because you're right. I I set my intention before every reading, and I say the same thing. Let me be of service, but I don't say it when I wake up, when I'm walking yeah. to the kitchen to, you know, make my chai. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, right. I, um, or when I'm. Yeah, I, I really like that. I really like that. You do. Too. Good point. Yeah. So, Nancy, if somebody wanted to learn Akashic Records, do you do work? Do you teach classes specifically on that? I do. Um, I do. I have intensives that I teach. Um, and uh, I have, they're cyclical. So, actually, um, I'm in the midst of pulling one together. Generally, how I do it is people come and they want this intensive, and I get enough people, and then boom, we go. Um, and the intensives last about six months. And why they are just not teaching a prayer, and because I'm teaching how to develop a relationship 
with the Akasha, with your guides, with the records from another point of view. And also to, I'm also teaching and how to um, recognize who you are and how, what you're operating under and then realizing you have a choice of what you're operating under. So that's why it's a six month intensive because when you walk away, you truly are, um, have a lot more choices in how to be a practitioner. So for people that are brand new, we do, I think a lot of our listeners are sort of brand new to these kinds of things. I don't know a lot about this. Where, where might they go for something on a more basic level? I know Linda Howe has a book, right? Or a couple of books. Well, I have a book, um, Divine Love Affair and Akashic Journey. And the six month intensive is a beginner intensive. Okay. It's, it's just, it's just one of those I've, I've, people have done the smorgasbord of spirituality and now they want to dive in. Um, and it, we start from the very beginning of what is, ener, you know, the energetic connection between the Kasha. And then we don't, we t- work on um, the three energetic bodies that we're working with. And so, yeah, so um, it's in my book, Divine Love Affair and Akashic Journey. It's pretty, it's spelled out pretty clearly what it is that I do. And um, it's on Amazon. Okay. And, uh, and, and also I offer people um, a 15 minute, if you email me, Either, whether you have the book or not, and I will give you like we'll do a free fifteen minute consult, and I really will go in depth to even pull a card or open up. Well, I open up the records with everyone I talk to, um, and uh, if this would be a good fit or to any questions that you might have. So fifteen minutes is a pretty good you know time to nail it if this is where you want to be. So we're going to put up on the Psychic Wise, we'll have all of your contact info oh, um, as well. And so that people can reach you afterward. Um, if they're looking for a reading or resource, the book, we can, we can post uh, the name of the book. Um, so people can find you. I'm like afterwards. a fancy Smith. Kind of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, the six months intensive. <laughs> I know. Ding, ding, ding. There ding, ding. Go <laughs> <laughs> I've been kind of waffling for a while here, a month or so. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, this has been great, Nancy, really uh, great information. I think um, the Akashic record, uh, podcast that we did way back when we really did kind of a high level of what the Akashic records are. And I was specifically talking, I do um, soul realignment that I learned from Andrea Hess. Um, so I'm specifically looking at who somebody is at soul level and what blocks and restrictions they're ready to release from past lives, but it's very structured. It's not, somebody doesn't come and say, I'm struggling with this. It may come up, when we look at blocks and restrictions, but I'm not looking at it the same way you are. I love the openness of, um, you know, sort of being able to get that same, not the same, but to get great info on something I might be stuck on um, and you to be able to do that. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's nice. See, there's all kinds of ways of doing it. Like I might be giving you a call, Ginger, say, I need the structure. Yeah, (laughs) I need need the structure. (laughs) There you go. And it is hard to work on yourself, but yeah. That was cool because I've had a, um, a, rec- a, a reading with Ginger and exactly what you said, like when, when you were coming up with the past things, I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes You know what I mean? Like, because I, I could listen to what she was saying and put an emotion or, or some issue that I've been dealing with connected with that. D- does that make sense? I'm, I'm saying it backwards, yeah. but it's what yeah. you just said. Yeah, it's interesting because sometimes we we talk about past lives and somebody will say, I've repeated that exact life in this life again. So everything that comes up in the past life that I pick up is been repeated. Um, So sometimes that's really cool. Or I had one one client who said, oh, I've repeated three of those four 
patterns mm. from past lives in mm. this life and hadn't even hit 40 years old yet. Oh gosh, so, yeah. um, but once, you know, sort of what you understand it, right. You, then you can make a change. We're never, we're never um, tied to anything that we've done or right. that, we, that have maybe energy or been blocked from past life. Right. right? Well, we once you, make, yeah. Well, what, isn't that the, the thing of with quantum, whatever that you call it, once something is observed, it changes. Right. Right. So, yeah. That's very cool. And and then sometimes it's good to throw in a couple of um, tools to use. Yes. As you know, and that's, I'm always throwing tools into, um, I'm sure you do too. Like, okay, so the next time you see this, even though right. we cleared it, yeah. here's what you try remembering to use this tool or call right. me and I'll remind you, but one or the other. But. Well, and I think one of the other powerful things by using um, Akasha, the Akasha for um, information for a client is to understand that um, I don't have to repeat this, that I have the power to yes. make any teeny tiny change even to shift. And the other thing that keeps coming up for me is trying to recognize where I um, have a, re not a requirement, but where I have a, an energetic, let's say contract with somebody in this life and where I'm not supposed to step on somebody else's path. Because if you're a healer or a fixer or a caregiver, we have a tendency to overstep I think sometimes, and then that person gets disempowered and realizing it was easier for me once I got that to yeah. say, okay, I'm not going to do that because I'm not helping. That's yeah. their path, not, not mine. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly know what you mean. Yeah. I've had that pie thrown in my face a few times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. It really has. Um, Thank you. Nancy, thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you guys. Every time somebody asks me questions, like, oh, that's what and thank you for having me here. I really like am honored to be part of the Psychic Wives. This well, is we terrific. loved it. You're doing awesome work. Thanks. Thank you. So any questions, uh, Kathy, Jerry? No, I'm just um like about to order the book. So you know, <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'll have some already. <laughs> uh, what, Kathy, what'd you say? I'm sorry. I said so. Jerry's like, can we be done already so I can get this book ordered? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Kathy, do you want to ask questions? I think we, um, I, I did include that, and I don't have the questions up in front of me. Do you have the? the we usually just ask a few questions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I. I don't have them in front of me, but give me a second, and I can think of them. Um. It's about the religion. Oh right. So, what. Yes. What's your religious or spiritual background? Oh, that's a real good question. I'm Catholic. I was raised Catholic, very strict Catholic. I'm oldest of nine kids. That's how strict oh, wow. Catholic that at my, so we had all the uh, rituals, we had all the holidays <clears throat> and we had all the guilt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah, <laughs> recovering Catholic is what we call it. Yeah. Kathy always says what you just said, Nancy. Recovering Catholic isn't yeah. that what you thought? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots it's, of hypocrisy, lots of lots of guilt. What could be better, yeah. really? Yeah, like, it's like what motivates you more is pain. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but within the Catholic um, tradition, in my age, there was a movement of Holy Spirit movement of Catholic charismatic remove. Uh, so it took. In, the, in this group of people, I worked with some Franciscans, deep, went deep into the mysticism of Catholicism, which there isn't a whole lot of mysticism in Catholicism, but there's mysticism in Christianity. So embracing the power of the Holy Spirit and, and, and the healing power of Jesus was like 14, 15, and 16, I went through that. And it totally influenced me for the rest of my life. Once that ended, 
and I went off to college and the Franciscans all graduated from the school because they were um, in, in, anyway, um, I did never found that place again, uh, that place to, to experience it. And then um, there were a lot of born again Christian movements, but I, I couldn't associate with them because they had too many rules. They had more rules than the Catholic, mm. you know what I mean? And the guilt mm. and, the, and the way that they were uh, interpreting um, scripture or whatever. Um, and it wasn't, I had to stay away from it in all honesty. And so it was um, not until my, um, I raised my kids Catholic up into the second grade. That was my husband, that their father. And I had that agreement. And then he said, then you stop because they're all liars at that church. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Uh, and then, um, but my, it was my intuition that hit me once the kids were born and my empathic abilities and intuition that I didn't understand hit me like a truck. Um, when they were born. And then I had an incident um, with the daycare provider. Um, his brother-in-law was uh, shot and killed. Um, and he threw, uh, he had, a, the car was filled with bullet holes and they brought it over. Police flatbedded it over to where the daycare center was to store the car. Freaked out. And she said, can you help me clean this car up? Can you help me with this? So I did. And re without realizing it, there's this, the touch, the kinesthesiology that he came, the spirit of this fellow came through to tell me his story. I had five oh. drawings and about seven pages of written material wow. by the time I was done. And I said, what the heck, I'm going insane. You know, I'm calling yeah. a therapist. And, uh, but then I really needed to, so, and I also called a, a, a practicing um, psychic and I said, what the hell's happened with me? And um, of course, in those days when you have little kids and uh, you never have any money. So, uh, and, and so that background opened up the door to me what is energy? What is spirit? What, it, mm. what is it that I'm doing? How come I can draw these things? Mm. And um, that was an awakening uh, with two by four. And um, so, so that's how I, I got to find out about this. So there was, um, I think somehow spirit set it up so that I was driven. Yeah. Um, and so that uh, opened one door to open up one door. And right now, currently um, I'm in the spiritualist corner of the world. I'm studying to be um, a spiritualist minister. Um, um, spiritualism is wonderful, wonderful faith. It's about 200 years old. Um, it's, it's imperfect. There are pieces of the spiritualist tradition that are wonderful. And that, and then there are other pieces that still need growth and development. And, and it's kind of was born, uh, you have theosophy next to spiritualism and theosophy has a bigger bucket than spiritualism does. But I figure the spiritualist bucket is going to get bigger in over the next um, few years because it has to. Mm -hmm. I'm not making any sense at all. <clears throat> and so I'm a rebel anyway. So that was really interesting. Um, a couple other quickie questions. I'm going to keep them both semi not light. How's that? Um, if you could have dinner with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, that's hard. Um, you know, I would like to have dinner with the, sorry, this, the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, because I take their names in vain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Mary, Joseph, what are you doing? <laughs> that's awesome. So I would like to have a long talk with how was it to raise Jesus and what Jesus' intentions were? How's that sound? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And then the last question is, um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh, welcome home. Oh, what a wonderful job. You are awesome. Oh.
Oh, that's yeah. great. Those are great. good. Thank you so much. Yes. For joining us, and I learned I learned so much, and I just I love your energy too. It was yeah. really yeah. Thanks for coming Thanks so on, much. Nancy. Oh, this thanks. was great. Oh, you're so welcome, guys. You guys are awesome. Again, you're doing a wonderful service and you're so much fun. Thanks. So, thanks. <laughs> we have fun. Yeah, we do. We do. All right. So thank you to our listeners. And um, as always, I know we say it every time, but look for us at The Psychic Wives uh, on Facebook. Look for thepsychicwives.com, which is our website. And we will have Nancy's information up as we post the this particular podcast. And uh, we will be back again next week. So thank you all. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.